Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Hello, 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 everybody. How are you doing today? Welcome to episode 109, yes, 109 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henika Watkins-Porto. Today's episode is with Jack Kazakowski. Jack consults, trains, implements, and executes with some of the top B2B sales team globally on how to integrate social media into the traditional sales process. He speaks at some of the largest sales, marketing, and leadership conferences globally and has been called the most passionate social selling evangelist in the field. So, of course, I'm looking forward to having this conversation. We're going to be talking about incorporating social media into your traditional sales process. Welcome, Jack. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Now, before we dive right in, have you ever visited Jamaica? Uh, yes, I have. Actually, my wife and I went on a honeymoon in Jamaica. Yay. What better place to honeymoon than in Jamaica? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> One love indeed. 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 Yep. So what's your favorite memory of being in Jamaica outside of being on your honeymoon, of course? Um. So my favorite memory was that we took a taxi. We had a we met a local guy that took us around um, is it Ocho's Rio? Is that where we were? Oh, Ocho Rios. Ocho Rios. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So we were staying out of Sandals in Ocho Rios and he was like, hey, you know, one day or tomorrow, why don't you just let me drive you around kind of like the town and, um, you know, kind of see like the local people. And it was like, it just was really, really cool to see such, you know, I wouldn't say such a different lifestyle, but like, you know, the real the lifestyle. Yeah, like the real Jamaican lifestyle, like, you know, getting off of the resort and, you know, kind of like the fantasy world, but like seeing people in their real element. I thought, you know, just it, it like anything like that from a culture perspective, I always believe makes you kind of stronger and have a better outlook on life in, in you know, many different forms. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when I travel to, I love, you know, the, the comfort of all inclusives, but there is nothing like actually being in the streets, you know, with the people and feeling the vibe and soaking up the energy, the authentic energy. So I love that. I love that. All right. So we're going to be talking, as I mentioned, incorporating social media into the traditional sales process. Now, first, Jack, talk to us about your expertise and your journey to being where you are now. Yeah. So, um, kind of where, where I was at is I've been in sales for all of my career. So starting at 21, you know, working at the front desk of a hotel, (laughs) um, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize, but that's a sales job, right? You're trying to, you know, it's a, it's a sales customer service job because you're trying to, you're trying to retain people. Um, and you know, there's so many different elements of that. So that's kind of where I got my start. And then, you know, I went into, uh, selling pay-per-click in the very, very beginning when Google had just kind of rolled that out. Um, and then I, you know, done so many different jobs. I was, a, you know, assistant director of admissions at a nursing school, which is sales, trying to sell people into a degree. And then I worked in manufacturing 
then I got my start in um, SaaS about SaaS and tech about five, six years ago. But what I realized throughout the process is I hated the experience of interrupting people's day. Um, and I hated um, asking for something that I felt like I hadn't um, earned or that I, you know, didn't deserve. And, and those are, there's two things, right? You're asking for people's time. You're asking for people's money. And I think what most people don't realize is that it's really, really easy to write a check for somebody, but it's really, really hard to get, to get somebody's time. And people value their time more than their money in most cases, right? Especially the richest people in the world. They'll tell you their time is way more valuable than their money. So I thought, you know, instead of cold calling and, you know, sending some ridiculous emails and, you know, there's got to be a way to like, you know, strategically connect with people over time and kind of earn the right to get, you know, earn the right to their time. So I started to go against the grain at a company called Act on Software. And I, you know, just said, hey, you know, I want to sell a different way. I want to use LinkedIn. I want to use Twitter. You know, it was LinkedIn in the beginning. Then I was like Twitter, using LinkedIn and Twitter together. And now, you know, there's all kinds of different channels, Instagram, Facebook, all that. But I, you know, I had a lot of success. So my VP of sales at the time said, well, you know, everybody here is cold calling. You got to make a certain amount of dials. Um, I'll give you one quarter to kind of figure it out. If you hit quota, I'll leave you alone and I'll let you do what you do. But if you don't, you're going to go back to the way everybody else is doing it. So I had made it my mission at that time to not only try to figure out a better way to sell, and get and, and earn the right to get people's time and their money. But on top of that is I just had a passion for it. I figured out that like, wow, I just really love this, you know, kind of puzzle piece of conversation and how to get conversation started using content and different, you know, elements of what they used to call marketing is now kind of like, you know, blurred the lines to sales and marketing. And it's like, you can get the same outcome doing it a different way. And in my opinion, a more effective way, if you're using social correctly, to connect with all the right people and to eventually move them offline and, and get into a organic conversation around, you know, what your, what your product, how your product or your service can actually benefit somebody, give them long-term ROI personally and professionally. Yeah. You talked about at that point where you thought that, you know, people were giving you time and money and you didn't think you deserve it. No, go a little more in depth in what you mean by that. Well, I mean, we all, we we're all inundated with, people asking for our time and for our money. And I think we've gotten to the point as buyers is like, we just don't even see a sales message anymore. You know, if anything, <laughs> it, just, it just ticks us off, right? We're like, oh God, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, this person, I'll never give this person my time or their money because this is the first experience that I had with them was them asking for my time and my money with no true value or effort in trying to either A, personalize the message, you know, enough to know that I've done some research on them. But on top of that, even if they've done some research, like, you know, you could have, what, what can you do for me first? And what kind of personal and professional value can you give to me first before you ask me for something? And I think, um, I just personally hate cold, getting cold called. Like it just interrupts my day. And, you know, we, we all kind of have to be pro productive and we block, you know, smart people block off their day. For me, I don't like to be interrupted, right? Like interruptions kill my productivity. So I just, I just feel that there's, a more strategic way that we can all try to sell our services um, and, and try to sell our products and, you know, digital, there's so many aspects of digital and social and how to do it effectively and, and let people experience it in a good way. Okay. So what I'm hearing you saying is that we need to lead with 
What's in it for me? Knowing that everybody, I always say on this podcast that everybody is tuned into the station WIIFM. What's in it for me? Right. And so when we lead with that, I too hate cold calling. Um, and I hate doing it. Yes, I do it sometimes, but I really hate doing it because I realize that's not the best. And the more I go into deeper into, you know, being online, having this presence online, I recognize that it's more effective when I lead with some form of value. So for example, when I reached out to you to be on the podcast, right? And I, I, I share that and I'm sure it's, it's adding value to you somewhat, right? It's not just me getting you on the podcast, but of course your message is being, um, spread as well. So, you know, it's, it's equal benefit to both of us. So I get what you're saying totally. Now, We've talked a little about the traditional way of doing it, you know, the sales process where we do a lot of these cold calls. Now, what else about the traditional process you think that we've been doing wrong? Well, I don't want to say anybody's been doing it wrong. I do believe that everybody's kind of got their strengths and their weaknesses. And you know what? I'm not against cold calling, right? I mean, I think there's some brilliant people that I know that can cold call their way into any conversation. So I... You know, I don't want to say I always tell people if you, whatever you're doing that's working and you're really good at it. Great. Keep doing it right until it doesn't work. Then you got to figure out a new strategy. But I, I just think that with all of the information that we have at our, our fingertips, we have to be more strategic about just not trying to sell somebody. Right. And I always say, like, I hate selling the way that I would never buy um, because if I'm giving an experience to somebody that I that I don't enjoy, then, you know, am I doing sales right? So you kind of have to ask yourself that question. And, you know, you have to be able to get very creative and strategic about how you approach people. Like with your examples is brilliant, right? It's like, and, and I don't, you know, to be fair, I don't even know what you do. You've never even, you know, pitched your services or, or business. I, I have no clue what you do, but you did reach out to me and, you know, you did a few things. One is you did great messaging, right? You, uh, associated Seth Godin um, and a few more big names on there. Right. Which is kind of, uh, you know, which is, you know, to be fair, is like something that I would say, well, oh, well Seth Godin's been on there and I could have an association with get Seth Godin somehow brilliant value to me. Right. Yes. It, you know, and then it's, uh, you know, you've got, you've had over a hundred pod episodes. You've got a great audience um, as I did a little bit of research and I'm like, well, this is great. Like she's going to give me free marketing, right? She's going to give me free marketing for my personal brand, for my business, all these things. Now, we connect, we do this call, we kind of build a relationship in a value versus ask kind of way. And then, you know, maybe it leads down to, you know, whatever you do, if they, whatever you do, if it aligns, you know, I'm going to probably ask you, what do you do? Right. I want to know because you just gave me so much value. Like I got to figure out how I can return it. So I think right there is a very, very creative way of um, using digital in the, in, in the correct way to, to connect with somebody, to have a conversation with somebody and to almost flip it so much that you've given so much value on the front end that somebody organically is going to want to know what you do and how they can help you. Absolutely. And now you've kind of segue into really what I want to ask you next is how has the process of, you know, the sales process really changed with the advent of social media? I think it's just communication, right? It's just different channels. You know, you've got WhatsApp, you know, if you're international, got Facebook Messenger, which is pretty much where I do 95% of my communication with my friends and family and now business. You've got, you know, LinkedIn DM, you've got Twitter DM. There's so many ways that people want to communicate. And I think, 
you know, in the traditional sales process, it was, you know, you picked up the phone or you emailed and you're always asking for something. Now what we can do is we can start to deliver um, insights. We can do through content, right? So, you know, one of the things that I do is if I want somebody in the sales process, I just try to build a relationship with them and just say, you know, here's something I was looking at for your industry. You know, I thought you might find this interesting. This is kind of an innovative way that, you know, they're doing X, Y, and Z, you know, whether that's to build more business, depending on what their title is, right? And it's just kind of like, you know, the content you deliver to people and the insights is kind of how they see you, right? Like what what content you put out or what content you share is actually kind of like your new online identity, right? The more strategic you are on a one-to-one basis of what you share or, you know, whether that's in a DM through communication or what I like to call is the new email drip campaign, right? Your LinkedIn feed. Uh, those things matter and the high, more higher quality and the more targeted it is to the niche, the more um, ways you're going to be able to create conversation and then figure out what channels people live on and communicate with them there versus just forcing a phone call or forcing an email because I hate email, right? I'm on Slack all day. So like mm-hmm. if people email me, you're lucky if I get back to you in five to seven days in most cases. Like, you know, if you would have emailed me about this podcast, I would, we probably would have not even connected yet. But well, you went LinkedIn, you know, you went straight to LinkedIn. I live on LinkedIn. Um, I live on Slack. So you went to one of the two places that I communicate the most. And, it, you know, you got right to me. Which, which you're now saying to us that it's very important for us to identify where our targets um, live, you know, socially. What's what's the social domain? Because, um, like you said, if I had sent an email, perhaps I wouldn't have heard back from you in a couple, until a couple of days, if ever. Now, how do we develop that kind of a sense of discernment, as it were, to know the right channel to to go after you know, um, and, and where we need to be reaching out to persons and what is the strategy that we need to be employing? Yeah, that's a loaded question, but. <laughs> well, you look at people's interactions, right? So you look at their social footprint. It's not, you know, it's not hard to be able to do that, right? You can put in somebody's name and Google their name for Twitter, right? It'll tell you if they have a Twitter account. You can, um, you know, go to LinkedIn and put their name in their company, right? It'll tell you if they're on LinkedIn. And then you just kind of look like, you know, depending on how active somebody is, will tell you whether or not that they, where they live. Um, you know, it wouldn't take a lot of rocket science if somebody was connected with me on LinkedIn to know that I spend a lot of time there and I share a lot of content and I'm pretty active. The other thing is like, you know, on LinkedIn now, they give you a green light, right? And your DM. So it tells you if somebody's online. So you can actually see when somebody's online and determine when you're going to do that message. Now, with on the flip side, if you go to somebody's LinkedIn and you're trying to prospect them and they have... You know, they haven't been on, uh, active on LinkedIn in three months. They don't even have a Twitter profile. They have no Facebook page. They're not on Instagram. Well, then you know that's probably somebody you need to email and phone call, right? So you kind of like just have to use a little bit of common sense through research to really figure that out. But people tell you where they live by their activity. And so now you found out where they're living. And, you know, what are some of the things that we need to be thinking about in terms of interacting? Because how you interact on Facebook is definitely different from the interaction on LinkedIn. Oh, and so I think about it like this. There's a three-step process. How do I get visible to somebody, valuable to somebody and connected to somebody? And then, you know, be able to move that offline. And, you know, that might start offline, right? Through a cold call if you if somebody has no digital footprint or a cold email. But in most cases, if they have a social or a digital footprint, 
you know, what content are they sharing, right? What content are they writing? If somebody's writing content, it is like the holy grail to start a conversation because all you have to do is become an advocate, right? If I shared your, if I wanted to talk with you and I saw that you had a podcast, you know, and I shared that on my LinkedIn and tagged you and said, wow, what a phenomenal interview with X, Y, and Z. I tagged them and then I tag you and say, you know, this is one podcast you have to listen to. Then I went to Twitter and I tweeted it out and I tagged you in it, said the same thing. What happened is I just, you know, I just, gave you two, uh, what I like to call dingers, right? I got visible because your Twitter uh, notification went off, your LinkedIn notification went off. I got valuable because I just gave you amplification and visibility into my network, right? So you're obviously like, hey, this is great. I worked really hard to put this podcast together and create this content. Um, And the hardest part is getting it out there, right? You need advocates in order for you to scale, um, you know, more viewers per se. And, you know, there's other ways to do this is if somebody's sharing content and they're not creating it, you know, are you, are you liking that content? Are you, you know, going in and commenting and saying, Hey, you know, I love this article. Like I was just curious, you know, I'd love to get uh, kind of your insights on points A, B and C and how you guys are doing this because the online conversation are touches in the sales process. Right. And the first touches is to get visible to somebody just to let them know that you even exist. You know, the second is to get valuable. And what I like to say is that's where you start conversation or you amplify a message or you become an advocate for somebody. You give them uh, your network. Then the third part is, you know, connection, right? That's sending it, you know, and not just going and blind invite somebody. But, hey, we, I just noticed, you know, we just engaged a little bit on your post I, or I just, hey, I just listened to your podcast. You know, hey, I just listened to your podcast, sending your DM on LinkedIn. Would love to get connected so I can, you know, share all this great content in the future, right? Then the next step is the offline, right? If you get visible, valuable, and connected to somebody, you've done your job online, and then sometimes it might be to pick up the phone and just, or send a cold email or send a cold uh, DM, but at least you've kind of warmed it up, and then you just personalize that message as much as you can through the interactions you've had. And if you do that strategy, you're gonna win 50, 50% more time than you are doing anything else. I mean, it's just a science. So I call that V squared C, visible, valuable, connected. And in, you know, talking about social media, I have seen that knowing, you know, where each person is and, and where they engage the most is very important. So for me, I've cold called a lot of persons in terms of emails um, for for the podcast. I've gone on Twitter, I've gone on Instagram, I've gone on LinkedIn. Because I've found that in most instances, when I reach out to persons on social media, I get a lot more responses than I do uh, when I just go via traditional emails. Now, that's simply because of what you said before. Like, you know, a lot of persons are busy and they're not checking their emails, sitting at their computer waiting for an email to come in. They are perhaps getting social on social because they want to develop relationships and uh, you don't necessarily get to develop a relationship uh, through an email. Well, in your, it still happens, but not predominantly as you would on social because people are be- becoming more social now than ever. Now, what I want to get from you, Jack, is how do we measure the impact of social selling? Well, you measure it just like anything else. I mean, if you've got a CRM or you know, whether that's a small one or a free one like HubSpot, you know, you just document um, everything and where you started the conversation, right? You can put lead sources in there and so forth. 
But I think you have to be very targeted. So I always say, you know, take your target 50 accounts or take your target 50 decision makers and and your dream accounts and work them one by one, right? Maybe 10 a week or 15 a week, however you want to do it, whatever you feel like is manageable and do your, you know, do a certain amount of touches and see where it goes. If you're not strategic and you don't narrow it down to a targeted amount of accounts or a targeted amount of people, you'll really kind of be all over the place, which is where most people are on social. You know, they've got all these interactions going on, but there's no like fine uh, area of focus of, of what they're trying to actually achieve in the outcome. And there's no strategy around how to get there. So, you know, you got to be smart about it. Otherwise, you know, you'll just get lost in translation and, you know, social media will become a time suck. Mm. You know, I just got from from what you just said a while ago, just a, a little strategy that I can share with our peak performers. So from your visible, valuable, connected, um, just let's say, for example, we select three or five of um, persons on each platform. So if we're on all of these platforms, we can select instead of trying to touch everybody, because when you try to be uh, in front of everybody, you get seen by nobody, right? So touch maybe three to five persons on each of these platforms in terms of really wanting to build the objective of building a relationship, you know, that can translate into monetary value down, you know, down, down the road. But start with trying to establish a solid relationship and then you move forward. So I love that. And as we're trying to bring it home right now, what I'm going to ask of you is to just close off by sharing your, you know, most salient points on social media selling, social selling and the sales process. This is where I see the biggest disconnect is that people think you can you can only use social when you're just trying to sell or you have the motive of selling and you'll have success with social. I, I think this is where I try to tell people is, you know, you have to block off 10, 15, 20 minutes a day to really start to make social um, somewhat of a, a habitual lifestyle activity where you genuinely have a, a bigger motive than to just sell all the time because that's where a lot of people get stuck. So the best thing anyone can do is to start to create their own content. And then that could be at the miniature scale, right? Maybe you write a 500 word blog post a week. You know, you start your own little podcast where you just interview cool people in your target market and, um, you know, use it maybe even as somewhat of a prospecting activity as well. But you really can't just think about social as just a sales tool because if you do that, you're going to kill yourself. So you gotta make, you, you've got to start to figure out how to make it part of your lifestyle because that's where people really, really start to be more attracted to you. And that's where really in the end, that's where you really get your sales conversations is just being yourself, being consistent in the content you share and even the lifestyle that you live, kind of sharing that in a very creative way. Absolutely. So the... the Ulterior motive shouldn't only be just about selling, but it really is about building relationship that expands way beyond that. Absolutely. My guest today has been Jack Kazakowski, and we've been having a wonderful time. We've talked about social selling and how it can help in the sales process. He's left with us what I call V, v square C, which is visible, get visible, get valuable, get connected. And in the long run, it augurs well for, for all parties involved. Jack, it has been a pleasure having you on the Entrepreneur You podcast, and I certainly look forward to engaging with you further on social media. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. Absolutely. Now, my peak performers, I thank you so much 
for tuning in to this episode with Jack. I so look forward to connecting with you next week. Until next time, I'm Henika Watkins Porto. Remember to visit HenikaWatkinsPorto.com and just to see which of the programs will serve you best. As your inspirational leader, you know I have several resources that can leverage you know, your growth that you can use to level up. You can check out my online courses if you want to learn how to podcast or if you want inspiration, there are books there for you. If you want to be a better leader or a leader worth following and you're in Jamaica, then you need to book for LeaderCast Kingston that is happening on May 10. I'm also an affiliate for some of the best resources such as, such as John Lee Dumas's Mastery and Freedom Journals as well as Podcasters Paradise. So, Visit HennekaWatkinsPorter.com and you will find value to help you on your leadership and entrepreneurial journey. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. What good? We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John McCood, CEO of Jamaican Tees, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.